Welcome to Wonderland, the podcast where I go down the rabbit hole to research things you may be curious about. My name is Ami, and I'll be your guide on this trip to Wonderland. Hi there, and thanks for coming back again this week. Today, we're traveling into a rabbit hole a little south of the border to learn about a specific style of wrestling that calls Latin America home. I wonder. 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 So what's the name for Latin American or Mexican wrestling? Yeah, Lucha Libre. Yep. Lucha Libre. Lucha Libre. Nacho Libre. Lucha Libre. Meaning freestyle wrestling or free fight, Lucha Libre is a term used for professional wrestling in Latin America. Today, this term is reserved exclusively for professional wrestling, complete with stage performances with predetermined outcomes, but originally was used to refer to an amateur wrestling style that didn't have the restrictions of Greco-Roman wrestling. Lucha Libre matches are won by pinning an opponent to the mat for a three count, making him submit, knocking him out of the ring for a specific count, usually 20, or disqualifications for an illegal move. If you've ever watched American wrestling, these rules are very similar. As a matter of fact, there are many similarities to American wrestling, but the differences are pretty varied. Keep listening and we'll discuss some of those differences. So when and where was Lucha Libre born? Mexico. 1948. I think it still goes on, but if it's derived from Mexico? Probably like Tijuana in the 50s. <laughs> so specific. I'm going to say Mexico in the early 1900s. While Lucha Libre wrestling occurs all over Latin America, it is widely popularized in Mexico specifically. Most often, it is credited specifically to Enrique Ugartechia in 1863 during the French intervention in Mexico. And while Lucha Libre was regionally popular, it became a national phenomenon after Salvador Luteroth founded the Empresa Mexicana de Lucha Libre in 1933. Within a year, matches were being sold out. By the 1950s, Luteroth's Empresa Mexicana de Lucha Libre was being broadcast to televisions all over Mexico, resulting in an explosion in popularity for the sport. And out of this television boom came the first breakout star in Mexican wrestling as a pop culture icon. What is the name for a wrestler who wrestles in this style? I have no idea. Nacho Libre. Um, does it start with an M? No, it starts with an L. Libro. Libre. Luchador. Aren't those the dudes who bull wrestle? Oh, That's a matador. <laughs> Gosh, are there luchadors? A luchador. Luchadors. Wrestlers who participate in Lucha Libre are called luchadores, or luchadoras if they're female. Although in Peru, they are called cachascanistas, and in Bolivia, wrestling cholitas. Female wrestlers dressed up as indigenous Aymara are popular. Are you familiar with any luchadores? No. No. Uh, yeah. Um, Rey Mysterio and Rey Mysterio Jr. Yes. Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio Jr., Eddie Guerrero. Uh, Rey Mysterio Jr., um, I know he's like the main one, but then there's like a lot of old ones that used to wear like the crazy outfits, but I do not remember their names. Ah, uh, this gonna kill me. <laughs> I know Ray Mysterio Jr. Um, cause they all wore masks and they used to all wear masks and used to have crazy stuff coming out of them. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I don't want to call Ed, Ed, Eddie Guerrero and them one because they didn't wear masks. They were just but they are. Well, yeah, they are okay. luchadors. Okay. All right, Eddie Guerrero. His, he had a brother. Um, another Guerrero that wrestled. 
God, it's a few of them. I used to be really big into wrestling, like huge into wrestling. You gotta give me some names. No, no, that's all I need. Okay. There are several luchadores who have gained international notoriety. The breakout star I mentioned earlier was El Santo, or The Saint. He first stepped in the ring in 1942, and his career spanned five decades. El Santo rose to such popularity that he became a folk hero and a symbol for justice for the common man in comic books and in movies. Other luchadores in Mexico who achieved much fame include the Blue Demon and his rival, Mil Mascaraz. Luchadores bridged from Lucha Libre in Mexico to participating in American wrestling in 1994. On pay-per-view, now, when worlds collide, live from the L.A. Sports Arena. Between the Lucha Libre AAA Worldwide, otherwise known as AAA, and World Championship Wrestling, WCW. This gave rise to other popular luchadores, such as Rey Mysterio Jr., Conan, and Eddie Guerrero. Other notable luchadores who wrestle in the U.S. include Chavo Guerrero, Super Crazy, Phoenix, El Hijo del Fantasma, and Stuka Jr. Have you ever heard of any of those? What are some of the characteristics of Lucha Libre? Lucha Libre, uh, they have uh, masks. They wear masks all the time. Um, they speak Spanish. Um. <laughs> Which I don't, so it was a nightmare trying to say a lot of these words. <laughs> uh, uh, theatrics, I, uh, whatever I watch with Lucha Libre, it tends to just see, seems to be like a Mexican style of wrestling. High flyers. High flyers. A lot of tricks. They, they do all the crazy tricks off the top of the ropes because that's the whole Lucha Libre thing. Them jumping off the top rope doing flips or whatever the case may be. They're usually masked. They're usually more agile, more high-flying style. I know they wear um, masks or a lot of them wear masks and uh, very colorful, sometimes capes. Masks. Colorful masks. Luchadores are typically more agile and perform more aerial maneuvers than their American counterparts who more often use power and hard hits. The matches are also incredibly quick-paced and can border on chaotic. The most chaotic of the matches are the tag-team-style matches called trios. Usually there are three members as opposed to two in the U.S., a captain and two others. These matches don't require actual tagging, and as a result, the ensuing performance is fast and unpredictable. A trio's watch is won by pinning either the captain or both of the other members. And while luchadores are known for their quick acrobatic style of fighting, they're potentially more well-known for their style of clothes. One of the prominent aspects of the luchador's costume is the mask, which date back to the early 20th century for Lucha Libre, but carry historical significance to Mexican culture dating back to the days of the Aztecs. Early masks were fairly simple with basic colors used to tell wrestlers apart. In modern Lucha Libre, however, Masks are created to look like animals or gods or ancient heroes whose identity the luchador takes on during performance. The mask is such an important part of the luchador identity that some luchadors never reveal who they are. El Santo continued wearing his mask even after retirement and only briefly revealed his face as an old man. He was even buried wearing his mask. Because the mask is so important to Lucha Libre, 
losing a mask to an opponent is considered a great insult. And a luchador may put their mask on the line against a rival in a luches de apuesta, or match with wagers. The loser of the match typically will have to remove their mask, shave their head, reveal their true identity, including their real name, hometown, and years as a professional. The first Lucha de Apuetas was July 14, 1940, between Murcielago and Octavio Gauna. So have you ever seen a Lucha Libre match? Yes, on TV. I have. Not in person, but I haven't watched it. I have not. No? Well... I saw one in Carbon, San Diego, that show. Uh, I've only been, well, I mean, on TV, I've seen a million of them, but it, I've only been to, like, two actual events. I went to a, a WWE event, and they, I think they might have had one. Then I went to a small WCW event right before it merged at the township one year, and I think they had a match there. I caught part of a documentary on Ray Mysterio Jr. once, and it included clips of several of his matches, but I've never seen a full match. I think it'd be fun, though. So if you're listening and you've seen one, I'd love to hear about your experience. Send me an email or connect with me on social media. Do you think females compete in Lucha Libre? I thought it was only females. Yeah, I would imagine so. Yeah, I guess it's possible. Yes. So I said earlier there's a word for a female Lucha Libre wrestler, Luchadora. So you probably surmise that there are females who compete. The first women's matches were in 1955 in Mexico, and the first champion was La Dama and Mascarada, the masked lady. Interestingly, there was a ban on women's wrestling in Mexico City in 1950, which would continue all the way until the mid-80s. So these matches couldn't occur in the city that was most popular for Lucha Libre. The most popular luchadora is likely Irma Gonzalez, who was one of the early pioneers of the sport. She had a career that spanned 40 years and held six different national titles. She also won several hair matches. So it's not only the luchadores who would shave their head, luchadoras would also compete with wagers. Another luchadora who gained notoriety gained it for the wrong reasons. Juana Barraza went by La Dama del Silencio, the Lady of Silence, but was later dubbed La Mata Villitas, the Little Old Lady Killer, due to killing 16 elderly women. Maybe Status Macabre, another podcast in the GOT network, can do an episode on Juana to give us the full nitty-gritty. Are you familiar with luchadores or luchadoras in any mainstream media, such as movies or video games, TV series, anything like that? <gasps> Name. Dang. Halucha. I know there was a movie with Jack Black. I think it was Jack Black called Nacho Libre. That's all you got? That's all I got. <laughs> okay. Oh, well, Nacho Libro, yeah, 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 that movie. But I, I, I'll be honest, I don't think of anything current. I know in Mexico there are a lot of luchadors who transition to movies. Uh, El Santo was a big movie star up until his death. But anything current, I don't know of anything. I'm sure there are, but I can't think of any. Oh, yeah, Nacho Libre. I, about that. I never saw that movie, though. What else do most people come up with? That was the big one. Fuck him on. Halucha. Yes, I suppose that is a luchador-inspired character in a television show slash video game. Mm, Rey Mysterio again. He was in WWE. Um, the newer Hellboy movie, it starts out in a Lucha Libre match. That one's not even on my thing. I didn't know that. They're, they're riddled throughout pop culture. Mm-hmm. So I kind of wish I knew more.
Jack Black's Nacho Libre is one of the first that comes to mind for many, and it was inspired by the true story of Father Sergio Gutierrez Benitez, a real-life priest who wrestled as Fray Tormenta to make money for his church. Rob Zombie's animated film, The Haunted World of El Superbisto, also stars a luchador. The antagonist in Despicable Me 2, El Macho, resembles a luchador. Cartoon Network has Mucha Lucha. In Pokemon, there is a flying fighting type called Howlucha. El Fuerte is a luchador fighter in the Street Fighter video games. And if you're old enough, you may remember Strong Bad from Homestar Runner, who began as a Lucha Libre parody. Lucha Libre is a well-loved aspect of Mexican culture and has a tantalizing history. I hope I piqued your interest a bit today with this trip down the rabbit hole of niche wrestling. Thanks so much for joining me today, and until next time, be safe, be kind, and stay curious. The Welcome to Wonderland podcast is copyrighted by Ami Bland and is part of the Barrett Gruber Entertainment Division. The podcast is recorded in the podcast studio at GOT Sound Studio in Lexington, South Carolina. Any thoughts or opinions expressed as part of this production are those of the host unless otherwise indicated. Subscribe to this podcast wherever you get your podcast. Please like, follow, and share this podcast. Find us on Facebook at Welcome to Wonderland, the podcast, and on Twitter, Wonderland underscore pod. To submit corrections, additional information, or request for episodes, please email the host at Welcome to Wonderland, the pod at gmail.com. I really should have taken Spanish. Welcome to Wonderland with a me is a product of Bear Gruber Entertainment and Media. Hello, podcast listener. My name is Barrett, and along with a couple friends, Zach and Trent, I host the All About Nothing podcast. A weekly discussion about news, entertainment, politics, sports, and more. We give our honest opinions about the information that's most affecting the world. Sometimes serious, sometimes funny, but never not interesting. It's the All About Nothing podcast with Zach King, Trent Clark, and Barrett Gruber. Get it wherever you listen to podcasts or visit theallaboutnothing.com for links. The All About Nothing podcast. It's likely to be the best part of your week.